0: Jacob had texted me and said I have a message I really feel like I need to preach and after he told me what it was it was like oh wow Um, and I believe as I said earlier I think this will make more sense as Jacob begins to go through his sermon today some of us here today you're not here by accident because what he has is for you I promise you so, keep Brother Jake in a good hands he comes.
1: I heard a quote on a Friday night from Brother Huntley. He was quoting Brother Tenney. He said, um, "Any sermon that is not worth preaching twice wasn't worth preaching once, so I leaned over and I said, we'll keep that in mind <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> so, if you would, turn in your Bibles. I, I'm so thankful for each and every person that's here today. If you would, let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. We're going to start reading at verse number 39 of Hebrews chapter number 11. If you're there, please say amen. Amen looking up at the screen you can acknowledge you're cheating. <laughs> Let's just keep going. <laughs> all right. Hebrews 11 verse 39. And these all having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. And I'm just keep right on reading into verse number one of chapter 12, which says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. If you would, let's all pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you have yet to do, Lord. You have some great thing in store for this church today we believe it we believe that you are going to do great things lord speak to me what speak through me what you spoke to me in jesus name help us to not just hear your word but to be doers of your word also in jesus name amen um i was listening to a message on monday morning and uh I'm just going to read you the description of this, uh, the first few words of the description of that message. Titled, Are You Committed? Preached at Greater Life Church. And I have no idea what the name of the man was that was preaching it. In the final hours of the siege on the Alamo, Santa Ana sent a letter to the men inside saying that all who surrendered would be spared. Colonel Travis read the letter to his men and asked who would stay to defend the Alamo. Every man but one committed to stand with Colonel Travis and later on it would be found that those men, each and every one, all 182 of those men would die on that battlefield. See, one of the most gallant stands of courage and undying self-sacrifice which have come down through the pages of history is the defense of the Alamo, one of the priceless heritages of Texans. It was the battle cry of Remember the Alamo that later spurred on the forces of Sam Houston at San Jacinto. Anyone who has ever heard of the brave fight of Colonel Travis and his men are sure to remember the Alamo. It was besieged by Santa Anna who reached Bexer on February 23, 1836. Colonel William Barrett Travis and his force of 182 refused to rescind- surrender but elected to fight and die, which was almost certain for what they thought was right. The position of these men was known to no aid was known, but no aid rece- reached them. The request was had gone unheeded. no relief was in store, but that is not where the story ends. They did die. they did die, but that's not where their story ended. Their story did not end with that. they ended the rest of it. it was a legacy it was carried on in a legacy that many people still know of to this very day. From March to May, the Mexican forces once again occupied the Alamo. The Texans at the Battle of the Alamo, that became their rallying cry. It became their symbol of heroic resistance, a rallying cry in their struggle. And on April 21st, 1836, Sam Houston and those 800 Texans met Santa Ana, and its Mexican force of 1,500 men, 800 to 1,500, near the side of the place that is now known as Houston, shouting, Remember the Alamo, as they attacked. The victory ensured the success of Texan independence, and Santa Ana, who had been taken prisoner, came to terms with Houston to end the war. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doth so easily beset us. Who are this great cloud of witnesses Hebrews 12 is referring to? It's referring to everything in Hebrews 11, if you've ever heard it read. By faith, Abel did this. By faith, Sarah did that. By faith, Moses. By faith, Isaac. By faith, David. Barak, Samson, Jephthah. And those are wonderful, wonderful things to hear. Oh, by faith they took down giants. By faith they walked through fire. By faith. But then we get to those last few verses that before the ones that I read, and we hear. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Not exactly a cheery picture. It's not many times, most of the time, someone takes their text from Hebrews 11, you don't hear those verses, they don't get that far. They, they just stick with uh, splitting the Red Sea and offering better sacrifices and dead being grazed and fires being walked through. But Texas was looking over my shoulder as I put together my message today, and he said, why are you putting those pictures in there? <laughs> and I said to him, I said, what was the Battle of the Alamo all about? by the way that's my title remember the Alamo and if it sounds familiar uh if it doesn't sound familiar you can go check it out on the podcast it was posted December of um I I had it pulled up here a second ago it was posted December 4th 2018 uh and it's 22 minutes long it's my first message I ever preached 10 years ago, (laughs) 10 years ago, and it's, I I didn't touch the original notes, I found different internet sources than I originally did to read about the Battle of the Alamo, Um, I I may have used some of the same ones, I'm not 100% sure, but I know I did it different, I've changed a lot since then, and this message has changed a lot since then. Originally, I listed a bunch of apostolic heroes of the faith, a few uh, people that were in Bible times, and finally, I think I ended with Jesus. Uh, maybe Maybe I could subtitle it this time. Remember the LMO, this time it's personal. Because the people that we look up to this church has since that time been able to say the same thing that was said back then. You see, what, one of the words that was listed in the description of these men who charged into battle and the reason 800 was able to take on 1500 and win was that they were bitter and angry. They were bitter and angry because some people had gone on before them and been absolutely slaughtered in a battle they couldn't win. But I want to put a different picture than that in our minds today because we are looking for a better resurrection. We, have, we may have lost some folks and some people may have been willing to go and die for the cause that we now fight for. But I assure you that unlike the people in Hebrews 11 who it says, all these having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise. I'm sorry, but there are some people that we've had fight and die in the cause of this church in the cause of this city in the cause of this christian faith and they have indeed received the promise no they may not have received it exactly the way that they hoped or the way that they they may have wanted it to happen but they have received the promise they have walked through the gates of glory and they have left behind some people here who i'm just challenging today to remember i want you to remember sister mary orton One of the first faithful members of this church. One of the very first people to step through the doors of this church. Before anyone from Marion, Kentucky was regularly attending, this woman was regularly attending. My grandmother, my dad's mother. This photo you see before you was the last time that she sung at this church. Before she was continuing to go down a hard road. She was wondering about and being afflicted. She was not exactly in the... She was tormented in her mind. She got in a rough position. She she was, she started getting Alzheimer's and she started going down. But you know what? I, I remember some of the past uh, coherent words that she was still saying was singing songs about Jesus, singing songs that have been sung in this church she fought the good fight. She finished the course. She kept the faith. And because of what she gave to this church, because of the people that she talked about in this church and remembered, she was fighting for this church in prayer long before any of you even knew this church existed. She fought for the, she fought for the cause of there even being a preacher that would come to this church. It's because of her influence that many of the people who have preached in this church were able to preach in it. And I assure you, she did not receive all the promises she was hoping for on this earth, but she has received a greater reward up in heaven. And because of that fight that she did, I'm challenging you to remember her. To remember her. There was a message preached recently about, uh, about a mother and her children that you need to remember. I'm telling you to remember this one for a very different reason. Not remembering Lot's wife and the mother of his daughters. Remember Sister Mary Orton and the way she fought for her sons, the way she fought for her grandchildren, and the way she fought for this church. And if I, I can think of one word to sum her up, I do believe it is fighting until the day she died. An entirely different personality from this next one I want you to remember. Daylight and dark. My other grandmother, sister Yvonne Fuller. She fought in a different way. She she most certainly was a holy woman of God. The words used to describe her at her funeral were that she was the definition of the fruit of the Spirit. She kept peace, she loved people, she was long-suffering and patient, she was meek, and she was one of the most loving people you will ever know. She held on to faith that the people that she cared about most were going to make it in the end. This is what we're fighting for. This is the people that we hold as our examples in this modern day and age. These are the people. This is our hall of faith. These are the people that we need to be looking to. We need to remember Sister Yvonne Fuller. We need to remember the way that she did things. We need to remember her. We need to remember that sometimes you're going to deal with some people that are not easy to deal with. And sometimes you just don't tell them off. You You simply love them. You simply take care of them. You simply just keep on loving when it doesn't make sense anymore. It is because of this woman that you have this woman sitting on the front row that puts up with a whole lot more than she should have to put up with sometimes. You see, this time, I I started off with the people that, for me, this is why I'm still fighting. These are the people that I am fighting their battles and continuing. There's something else I'd like to put out there, though.
0: It's time to stop sitting back and sitting on the cross and leaving the cross in a corner. Amen. Come on, brother. Well, or to get, you know, looked at by people at a distance. It's time to pack the cross on your shoulder and take it to the people and let them see. Come on. Amen. It's hit me harder today. I laid down trying to take a nap, and I couldn't do it. God just wouldn't let me go. I have thought and thought and thought all day long. I see a church that's struggling. I see a church that is, we're striving to do the best that we can. And it's time to stop striving. It's time to start doing it. By the power of Jesus, this place is going to be on fire for God one way or another. Brother Daniel has preached it. I've heard pastors come in here and preach it. If you don't like it, home's the best place for you. It's time to pick up the cross and pack it. I don't know how many times we said it in the Word. We have to pick our cross up and pack
1: it. You see, it's not going to always be easy. And Brother John Autry, I do believe, held up that portion of the message. It's not always easy, and it's not always part of the plan not always the way that you have it thought out. Putting up with affliction, putting up with hard times. Mother John Autry held on and kept on being an example to people here. He was not necessarily a perfect person, but he was willing to stick through this thing and not always be here according to the plan. One of the last Pictures that I have of him being in services, sitting in that corner right over there, in a wheelchair, and just, it it wasn't ideal, wasn't this nice looking picture that you have here. But he held on, and he held on to the faith, and he was willing to just keep on going and be an example to the people here. And I know this message is not for everyone here today. I know not all of you are going to feel it. And I, in fact, I was sitting over in that corner and I was praying, God, do not let anyone accuse me of emotional manipulation today. Because that's what I was feeling like I was going to end up accused of. Emotional manipulation and not really, not really necessarily the message from God, but it was something. I I had this pinned to me and it stuck to me in my head and it was like this whole battle that, this thing trims off of. It was a battle in response to people who were gone. A battle in response to people who were gone. You see, here's the thing, here's the rough part about this that is so hard because this man saw his whole family staying in church and being there and so often we, we say remember, but I feel like we don't. We remember them and we remember them and we put, post sappy statuses about people. And I've read a few sappy statuses about people while trying to find the pictures that I decided to use. But so often, it's like they remember the names and they remember the ability and they were like, oh, feel sorry for me, but don't remember the messages that were preached and taught by the very people who... They were claiming to remember. You see, this remember the Alamo stuff was they were going in there and saying, I am going to get the cause that you died fighting for. You didn't make it to the finish line. You didn't make it to the finish line of what you were looking for on this earth. But I want to keep on and make sure that your goal is fulfilled. Mm. Because I've heard it, I've heard him, I've heard him lauded up and down all throughout twenty twenty. A man by the name of Eli Hernandez who preached the gospel, and many people are saying he was an influence in my life, and I'm here fighting for the thing that he fought for. Uh, Or uh, and here lately, a different podcast, I've been hearing people play clips of brother billy cole and saying oh i'm i'm this is the message he preached i'm here to preach it to you again today and i am going to say the same thing it is time to pick up that cross don't care how hard it's going to be let's just keep fighting let's carry the cross the cross was never meant to be attractive yes uh, yes sure the old rugged cross holds a wondrous attraction for me it's, but it is despised by the world it is despised by the world it is something that you need to be hearing that i don't care how ugly unattractive and horrible life may get i am fighting for the cause of holiness and i am not going to change my direction I'm not going to change my direction. And that's the thing. We cannot change the direction. We cannot move away from it. We cannot stop this. This is what we are fighting for. This is what we are going to go forward in. It don't matter how hard it is. It don't matter how ugly it gets. We are fighting for this cause. And we got to keep moving forward.
2: Then I'm going to skip to Isaiah 43, 18, 219. We all are going to cheat. Amen. Here. Here. I teach execution tonight. All right, brethren, I count not myself as apprehended, but this one thing. I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth into those things which are before. I dread for the mark of the pride of the high calling of God and Christ. And then in Isaiah 43, 18, 19, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness, in the rivers, in the desert. In the desert. You know, this, this sermon started off about totally off the direction where I had intended on a going. My, my message well, he hasn't gotten enough early yet. My title is, God is not behind you. And the way it originally started, and I had already talked to Pastor about it, is there's only one place in the Bible where God talks about being behind anybody. And that's when he stood behind the, between the Israelites and the Egyptians to protect them from the Egyptians. That's the only place in the Bible I thought until I read Psalms. And uh, I remember exact you know, verse, they put it down. It's the, that Saint David talking about, look behind me and you're there. <laughs> well, what he meant is, God's everywhere you look, yes. But God is not behind you. He's in front of you. He's your future. Amen. He was in your past. That's true. He was there to get you through the past. Yeah. Go and, uh, I'm going to tell you all a little bit about my past here.
1: Let me tell you a little bit about his past. This man name's brother donald ewing for those for probably like the four people who may not know five maybe i don't know he held on for years and years when he came to god his wife had left him and was far 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 away He was messed up. He was not exactly the way that she wanted. He he liked to say that his old nickname of Diesel was not him anymore. This is Brother Donnie now. But what he did was he held on. He held on and he held on. He told a story of having a gun, getting ready to put a gun in his mouth. and He pulled the trigger and it wouldn't go off. The room filled flooded with light. <laughs> Story of Saul right there, right? He came out and he he came into the church and he he struggled through it, but everyone kept telling him, just give on up, give this up. Don't worry about how your wife that's left you, she's not coming back. Just hold on. You've got every right to divorce her. You've got every right. God will let you by with it. And he said, No, I'm holding on. I'm holding on. This man ended up praying and praying and fasting until his wife did come back, was restored, became an apostolic wife, became the wife of an apostolic preacher. Those words that you heard, he says in that message, he said, so often I I would have these kids asking me questions about my old glory football days and all these things, and I thought, man, I'm just... I'm not the man and I used to be. I'm not in shape like I used to be, and uh, I. And then I realized, those aren't the good stories. I may have been, I may have looked better then. I may have been in better shape back then. But let me tell you, right now, the real stories of God is the ones that are in the future that message that you heard preached god is not behind you he is not stuck in your path and, and you know that's that's kind of halfway feels strange to put stick it in this message about remember because the best days of this church are not in his past. It's, but it is the strength of what happened in the past that is to drive you forward. Forget what's in the rear view mirror. And let's move forward. This is what this church was taught. You know what? The past? The past was rough. The past was ugly. But let's go forward. Let's go forward. That message. Behold, I will do a new thing. Preached. One week no, was it was a week. One week from that time that he preached that message we were doing his funeral, to a limited capacity seating, because of this was the very last youth event that he was part of in this picture, the last youth event that we had until August. Of that same year this is the most recent one we got on the list a second most and I'm almost done here I'm about ready to wrap this up but I just want you to remember what this man stood for was faith what this man stood for was holding on was that God can change you can change your direction he's willing to be he was willing to be told off brother Eddie and just keep on going <laughs> because he put up with some stuff. He was willing to go through it and he said, "I want you to remember that God is not in your past. It's not your past where you need to look. You don't need to worry about the past anymore. Let's forget what's back there. Let's go forward and let's let's just keep on going." This last one's the one that I'm sure the least amount of you probably are going to recognize when I put her picture up here. Does anyone recognize this lady? I know a few of you do. Tristan's face says, who on earth is that? It's a blurry picture. It's the one that I did not rip off of Facebook. That is Sister Odie Huff. The woman who says that she is the first member of Harvest House. She was a member of Harvest House before I was born. Before this place existed. She received the Holy Ghost and for 20 years. 20 years pray, That there would be a church in the city where her and her daughter had moved to. She prayed for 20 years for there to be a church here. She never once stepped through these doors because she was confined to that bed in the nursing home. But she kept on praying. She kept on believing. I, I remember vividly the day that her hair had to be cut for some reason. And she cried and cried because someone had dared do such a thing. I remember praying for her every Saturday. While we were in that, uh, <clears throat> while we were in that nursing home, this is where <laughs> this is where we got a hold of several of our people was because we were in that nursing home, yeah. and this is where Harvest House was born. Yeah. I remember <laughs> quite clearly. I remember Daddy had had a wreck. We had photographs of the wreck. We went and were telling her about it. And as we prayed with her, she told us that she had seen a vision. She saw a baby roll out from under that car and said, this is the birth of this church. This is where this place began. It began in that room in that nursing home. It began 20 years before we ever had considered this because someone had a vision, someone had a dream and said, you know what, there will be a church here. And this is the reason that we are fighting for this. We are here to fight. We are here to move forward. We are here to pick up the cross. We are here to not look back, not question it anymore, not, not think it was better where we used to be. We are here to live holy. We are here to love people. We are here to fight the good fight of the faith. We're not done. Time's not up. God is going to do a new thing. I'm at ten minutes longer than my original time. And I'm just about ready to wrap up. So if we would, can the musicians please come forward? (sighs) Chances are, I've probably touched on the reason, some of the reason why you're here today. I know I touched on the reason you're here today even if you didn't know it's the reason you're here today. Even if you had no idea. Even if you had no idea who any of the people in these pictures were. Who any of those voices that I played for you were. They are a good chunk of the reason why you're here. This is the reason that you still got a place to come to. If you've questioned and thought maybe I don't need to stick with this thing. Do. there is something someone who was willing to come to the floor and die someone who was willing to I, I love the way one of these articles wrapped up talking about the Alamo I'm going to read it to you here I the hook on the line. a sacrifice on the altar of Liberty. There are people who came and sacrificed and died for the cause that someone coming behind them would be free. Fighting for at minimum their family, fighting in hopes that at minimum their family would hold on to this apostolic truth. my, my memo said many times, I what Mary talked about. It. Both of my sons are pastors. every one every one of Memaw Fuller's kids are, were either were either preaching or married to a preacher by the time she was gone out of the 50 plus people that came out of her family every one of them have a church that they are connected to apostolic church they're connected Every one of these people would want nothing more than to hear that their children, that their wives, that their sons and their daughters were walking in the truth. And we need to be walking in that apostolic truth that these people were willing to fight for till the day that they died. There is only one God. His name is Jesus. We must repent, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of our sins, be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we must reach this world. So if you would, let's come to this altar. Let's pray. Let's find a place. Let's give the presence of God. And let's remember I'm moving ahead, I'm here to declare to you My past is over in you, all things are made new I surrender
0: my life to Christ I'm moving, moving forward